Hey, welcome back to Critically Incorrect, your weekly gaming podcast. I'm joined today by Charlie, if you wanted to say hi. Hello. A lot of cool stuff to talk about. Finally this week, PlayStation broke their silence on their plans for, you know, an event, an inevitable like showcase, right? So we'll talk about that later on and give you our juicy predictions for what we expect to see next week. So it should be a really cool, fun show. Um, and yeah, just a quickly, you know, a reminder here at the very beginning of the podcast, if you have any questions, topics, suggestions, anything of the sort, make sure to leave it, of course, in the comment section down below or click the link to make our way to our Discord server. But as we always begin these podcasts with Charlie, what have you been playing in the last week or so? Uh, yeah, so uh, this may be a bit of a weird one for people, but I've uh, I've been grinding out Destiny 2 like crazy. Uh, I think I've put like 36 hours <laughs> into it in the past week on wow. Steam. Um, like I, I'm just full on addicted to it. Um, I didn't play Beyond Light, so I was playing through that for the first time. And obviously I've gone through most of that content. And I'm now just doing sort of my weeklies and the, the seasonal content. And I'm having an absolute blast. Um, I've been playing it with some mates. Uh, and they convinced some of their mates to download it. So I've now got like a full like group of people that I'm playing it with, which is really fun. So we're all just kind of grinding through the levels so that we can get to the point where we can play through the raids and stuff together, which should be a lot of fun because I've never done any of the D2 raids. Um, so it'll be really fun to go through those. Um, aside from Destiny, uh, I've been playing some League as I normally do. A little bit of Aliens Fireteam, but not a ton. Um, I did actually today, I went back and played Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, what with the, the trailer for Spider-Man coming out last week. I've just been in like a Spider-Man binge, so I rewatched like the the Tobey Maguire films last week, um, and then I felt like replaying Spider-Man Remastered, so I finished my New Game Plus run today, so that was pretty cool, um, and then also booted up Ghost of Tsushima to play some more of the DLC, um, just for like an hour or two, so I just progressed a little bit, uh, just chipping away at it really, um, no rush to, to go and play that one, but having fun with it um and then i've played a bit of beat saber this week just because the new uh like skrillex music pack came out uh not yesterday the day before um so i'm playing some of those some of the tracks are pretty good there's also some that just aren't that great like the beat maps just aren't that interesting um but overall it's still a a pretty fun pack and it gets me back into beat saber uh i'll go through phases where i just don't play it for a few months and then play it loads for a few weeks so uh, i've been having a bit of fun chipping away at that over the past few days um but other than that i think that's it yeah right on we need another charleston uh, beat saber stream for sure in the future for sure yeah <laughs> anyways mine hasn't been that terribly exciting just kind of continuing the games that i talked about last week so um yeah ghost of tsushima i didn't play as much as i did last week but i still played a bit more um i'm like the very beginning of act two i've been doing a lot of side stuff as well um so i'm making my way through that and then as well as more danganronpa just making my way through that as well slowly but surely um i did check out this one like game that i just happened to find on twitter called super animal royale and i was like this game looks interesting so i downloaded it with a friend and played through that a bit i'm like maybe like an hour in i've just you know obviously just a few matches right it's pretty fun um i think that tutorial sucks because like half of those games were like me learning how to like reload and literally how to figure it out because like for some reason x is reload it was like so hard to find um that they actually go in the menu but it's a pretty cool battle royale it's not like something i terribly recommend for everyone but um it's like a top-down battle royale it's like such a different kind of game and i've been enjoying playing it so hey look it up if you want um definitely an interesting title for sure 
And then, yeah, just the same multiplayer, you know, games as per usual. Nothing really stands out. I did start out Valhalla. I'm like an hour and a half into that. For people that don't know what Valhalla is, essentially. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, I guess the best genre would be a visual novel because that's ultimately what it is. Um, there is like a cool gameplay segment of like mixing drinks. Like essentially um, there's these different kind of games that are made by this creator where essentially like you're playing as like a bartender, right? And you have these people come into your bar and you talk to them and hear about their lives, right? Um, so obviously with Valhalla, it's like in a cyberpunk, uh, cyberpunk setting. You're like, you're in this bar in cyberpunk um, called Glitch City. And you have like these cool customers that come by, just kind of flesh out the world, right? And you just talk to them about their problems and then you give them drinks, right? It's like a really relaxed kind of game. So if you're ever stressed out and want to play something like that, definitely go check that out. Um, I'm only like an hour and a half in, but it's definitely like such a very different game than, I want, than what I'm used to playing and it's relaxing. Um, so yeah, besides that, uh, I don't think I've started anything else. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll move over to our releases this week. It's been a decently quiet week, nothing crazy, um, just a standard. Um, we got a No Man's Sky update, so that came out, I believe, a few days ago, maybe on Tuesday, or maybe actually, was it yesterday? Um, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. So that's the Frontiers update. I know, like, on their birthday a few weeks ago, they were teasing this, and it finally dropped this week. Um, seems pretty cool. I looked at the trailer a bit. It looks like the big thing that they added were, like, these settlements, which is, like, similar to just, like, you know, what, like, villages are in Minecraft or any other, you know, open-world game, right? It's, like, these... Um, kind of predetermined buildings that will spawn in and stuff and that looks really cool of course they obviously have like a bunch of different changes so you can go check out their change log but nice to see it get yet another free update these are kind of like the standard right like we expect one every few months it's nice to see um, the game just slowly expand over and over um, so really cool to see that there and then also the medium is finally coming out on ps5 tomorrow um, or if you're watching this on the day the podcast goes up yesterday on friday so nice to see that as well uh do you have any thoughts on any of those charlie or you want to move on uh um, yeah the no man's sky update looks pretty cool i actually reinstalled it the other day um just because i wanted to try it out in vr again because i have not played any of it in vr in probably like a year and a half at this point and i know they've done some some big updates to it um the frontier stuff looks really cool uh i saw you can like with the settlements not only can you just sort of visit them but you can like take over them and become basically the mayor and you can like set up new buildings and make money from them and that kind of thing um and also defend them from like attacks from like aliens and stuff i was like that sounds really cool um so i might have to dive into that because it just sounds interesting and really expands what's there like there's so much content in no man's sky now so i do want to dive back in um the medium's one that i i do want to go to at some point because obviously it's on game pass so i, I do want to try it out on pc eventually but i don't know when i'll get around to it but it's cool that it's coming to playstation now as well yeah definitely mimic your thoughts there i'll probably try it on pc if i do eventually do just because it obviously is free for me right and that's what kind of game pass is for like those games that you're unsure about but you want to try um so that's cool and yeah no man's sky i definitely think this update's like in a good direction i don't know like i always want them to like flesh out the planets themselves right just because I feel like always in No Man's Sky, like I love like flying around and visiting new planets and that discovery, right? Um, but sometimes when I'm on the planets, there's just not much to do besides like scan um, different animals. Like sure, they've added like updates over time, and but I definitely feel like with this one in particular, like it gives you a reason to stay on one planet, right? If you become the mayor, kind of gives you more of an attachment, um, which is something that I definitely think the game needs, at least for me, you know, with that kind of direction and emphasis on. So really cool to see. Um, and yeah. 
Anyways, uh, PlayStation has finally broken their silence on when we can hear about their upcoming news, as we kind of reported on like weeks ago. You know, originally they said that they were not going to be at E3, but they're going to have like news later on in the summer, right? So, um, yes, or last week we got the Horizon Forbidden West game uh, release date, and finally this week we got the announcement of their next showcase. This one really interests me, obviously because of the name. This isn't going to be a state of play. This is going to be similar to what their PS5 events were. You know, those big budget, high quality ones where they bring out pretty much the best of the best right you can expect to hear first party updates and the biggest third party games those showcases have always been exciting at least the one that they did back in june and then the one we got in september so yeah there's definitely big expectations for this event just given by its name we know it's going to be 40 minutes long it's going to be next week on thursday september 9th um, it's a different time than usual i don't think they've ever done a time like this it's like 1 p.m my time which i guess for people in the uk that would be like 9 p.m 10 p.m um, so a, a decent time i'd say um definitely really excited for this it's worth mentioning that there's not going to be any updates on next gen psvr this one's to be expected i don't even like as someone that's looking forward to vr i don't want it to be like tagged in on a 40 minute show right i want it to have its own you know time and day for it this one obviously is for the future of ps5 it's for everyone that has a console or wants one and wants to know after those you know first year games that we have all seen like ratchet returnal what's going to be on the horizon and that's what this event will be for so um i guess we're going to Pretty much for anyone interested in our predictions, we're going to save that for the very end of the show. So, of course, we're always going to have timestamps. So if you're looking forward to hearing what we have to predict for this event, we are going to discuss that later on in the episode just at the very end. So, yeah, make your way into the um, description below and click on the timestamp for, you know, when we do eventually talk about our predictions. Um, we have like five of them each, so it'll be a lengthy segment for sure. Um, but, Charlie, what did you think about the event announcement in general? And, um, you know, what's your expectations and excitement for this? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I did just quickly go back to see sort of the length of the other two. Um, obviously, the first showcase was very long. That's just because it was obviously the first one they did. Uh, that second showcase that happened in September, that was like 47 minutes long, looking back at the video. So it's going to be roughly the same sort of time. Obviously, the second one they did end with sort of the, the price announcement and stuff. Um, so makes sense that a lot more of this time is going to be spent on games um but i'm definitely looking forward to it i think they've put a big emphasis on it being a wide range of games but they are gonna have a lot of their first party stuff which i think is the reason why you know it's not a state of play it is a playstation showcase they do want to focus on that stuff obviously they do mention it's mainly focused on games coming out this holiday and beyond uh but i imagine that's just to kind of temper expectations a bit but I definitely think we're going to see more announcements than updates on stuff, um, which I guess we'll get to when we, we get to our predictions. They don't really have much announced. Like, we've been talking about this for a while. Exactly, like, we have Horizon yeah. and God of War. That's about it. So, like, yeah, when, when they talk about stuff this holiday, I feel like there might be a few surprise things that they maybe just haven't announced yet, um, even for, for next year. Like, we don't have a ton. So I expect we're going to get more announcements than we will updates. But uh, either way, I'm very excited for it. It's only a week to go, so I'm sure we'll probably be live streaming it and then uh if we get to do the podcast then we'll be doing that straight after i would have thought so yeah yeah that's a perfect date for us because that's like literally like probably the hour before we normally record our podcast so that's awesome to see um yeah i'm definitely going to be live streaming that i'll be in my dorm by next week and really for like the next two weeks i have nothing until my classes start so i'm definitely <laughs> down to record that and watch it so look forward to that and yeah that's awesome to see and then of course we'll talk about it later on in the episode and looking forward to that so 
Speaking of PlayStation news, we also got pre-orders up for Horizon Zero or Forbidden West um, just today, actually. So obviously this was announced last week with the release date that, you know, next week, which is now this week, we'd be able to pre-order this. And yeah, we finally got to see um, those go live this morning. Sadly, it's not the best of news, I'd say. Um, obviously, if you're a fan of Horizon Forbidden West, you're going to be picking these up. But for a lot of people on the fence, I feel like there's a lot of reasons not to get the stuff, at least um, in my opinion. But, you know, we'll go over the details real quick. So... Sadly, the first big controversial part here is the fact that there's not going to be a PS4 to PS5 upgrade path. This is really weird because really there's always been an upgrade path. This is like completely against what Sony normally does. Um, obviously, you saw at the PS5 launch with games like Sackboy, right? You pick up the PS4 version and for like an extra $10, you can upgrade to the PS5 version. Um, yeah, it's just that simple, right? This one, there's not going to really be any sort of upgrade path. You really have to buy those high-end versions in order to be able to play the PS5 version. Um, yeah, it just really sucks to see. I definitely think that if you are a Sony fan, you probably should be speaking out about this. It's pretty much BS, in my opinion, why that is, you know, happening. But nonetheless, we'll continue. Um, so yeah, for that, you're going to need to be able to purchase the Digital Deluxe Edition if you want both versions. So, sucks to see there. And then they did announce a bunch of just collector's editions in general that you can purchase. I'm going to pull them up here really quickly. But do you know by the, by the top of your head how much they cost, Charlie? Uh, so yeah, so obviously the standard edition is sixty bucks on PS4 and then seventy on PS5. Uh, I believe it's eighty if you want the uh, digital deluxe version, which is the only way to get both a PS4 and PS5 copy. Um, then they've got like a special edition, which I believe is also eighty bucks. Um, so I think it's the same as the the digital deluxe, um, but you get a physical copy for PS5. Um, and then you get like the steel book. I think it's probably the same price for a PS4 one. I'm not entirely sure though. Um, and then they've got a collector's edition. I, I want to say that's 200 bucks. It's close to if it isn't. And then like 250 for an upgraded collector's edition thing. Um, both of those do come with a steel book, but you don't get a disc copy. You get a digital deluxe version. For, I, I'm guessing it's for a number of reasons. One, so they don't have to have separate editions for PS4 and 5. And two, it will be so people who have like a PS5 digital edition still have the option of getting a collector's edition and can play the game without having to buy another copy. Um, I think it probably would have just been a better idea to maybe do the collector's edition without the game. Um, just have it as like a separate bundle you can do. Some games have done that in the past. Um, just that way it would probably be a, a much better way of doing it. Um, for me, I'll probably end up getting the special edition because i do like getting the steel books for stuff like this um i think it's crazy that there isn't a single way to upgrade the game at this stage yeah. it seems like they're not going to move or that at least they don't have plans to budge on it because sony have said they haven't got any plans for this on that faq it says oh you can still play the ps4 version on ps5 which is yeah it's baffling to me especially after jim ryan did say last year that they would have plenty of ways for people to be able to play their ps4 games on ps5 for free with upgrades and you know they've already gone against that with paid upgrades and now with not even having them at all i think that's crazy um i don't really know what their plan is there i guess it's so that they want people to buy that digital version to get both um i i really don't understand why they can't just make it so it's you know a ten dollar upgrade like it was with death stranding when it comes out or you know 15 20 bucks or whatever it is with ghost of shima like it's it's crazy to me that you can't just put the disc in and buy an upgrade especially when you've got people like xbox who are doing it way better 
you know you put the disc in and it just gives you the upgrade you don't have to go to the store and buy a weird pack or anything like you do on ps5 um like it just automatically does all that stuff for you with smart delivery um so i i don't really see what sony's plan is here i think there's going to be a lot of backlash so hopefully they they change their mind by launch but yeah it's it's a weird situation yeah i definitely agree their policies are like all over the place like with everything like you look at the fact that like the way we've gotten like these directors cut right like some of them have been like free some of them have been like paid or like very cheaper at least and then you also look at the fact that they allow you to have like those backwards compatible versions and those stuff are like very consumer friendly they give you choice and then you have shit like this where they pretty much pigeonhole you to buying a special edition just for the fact that that's the only way you get both editions right so it's really weird especially when we have had cases where they've done this way better before now like literally a year ago um yeah it just sucks to see uh yeah there's nothing really else just send that energy to them make yourself known obviously keep them accountable to this sort of thing um yeah the additions are pretty expensive i was looking at the pricing for over, over here at the u.s like the collector's edition is like 200 bucks and then like the regala edition is 260 i mean i guess it makes sense with, like the statues and everything um yeah just you got to really know what you're buying when you buy this which sucks because like you can easily screw yourself if you're looking to have like a copy of both of you know ps4 and ps5 versions so just do your research and yeah sadly it's nothing that's like really straightforward and there's not really even an upgrade path if you do end up making a mistake so just sucks to see i'll probably pick up either the standard edition or the deluxe edition um the deluxe edition is usually like what like ten dollars more yeah and it gives you like a few goodies like the soundtrack usually the soundtrack is the reason i do it um that and like the art book um so yeah nice to see those pre-orders up but not nice to see how that was kind of rolled out this morning because yeah that that definitely could have been executed a lot better and there's just so many things there that just make you roll your eyes but we'll move on Anyway, Square Enix announced that they're holding a Tokyo Game Show event later on. I believe, actually, it's, like, at the very end of this month slash October 1st. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, like, one of those times where it's, like, technically October, but in here it will be November or September. Um, the lineup looks pretty interesting. Um, Tokyo Game Show is always one of those shows where Japan focuses pretty heavily on it, obviously. Um, and their announcements um, in terms of the lineup is Project Triangle Strategy, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, which is that Battle Royale game, um, Final Fantasy XIV, Neo The World Ends With You, Bravely Default 2, and Outriders. So obviously a lot of those are going to be like updates on games that we've already, you know, have had for a while now, um, but some of them are going to be showing some new stuff off like um, Project Triangle Strategy and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Stranger of Paradise Chaos. So... Definitely is a pretty cool lineup, if you ask me. There is no Final Fantasy 16 here. Um, whether or not that is just because it's going to be at the Sony event or not, we don't know. Um, but nonetheless, it's pretty interesting. So, do you have any high expectations for this Tokyo Game Show event that Square Enix is holding, Charlie? Not really. I mean, typically, well, I imagine if it's like most Tokyo Game Show things, they won't show off anything too crazy, mainly because it probably won't be streamed in English. Um, it'll just be streamed in Japanese. That way, they don't typically announce a ton of new info, because if they did, they'd stream it in multiple languages and stuff, like their other shows. Um, so I'm sure they'll show off some new stuff, um, but I'm, there's nothing there that I'm like dying to see new info on. Uh, the only thing I'd be interested in is Guardians, but honestly, I don't really need to see anything else of that. Like, we saw plenty of that at E3, and I'm pretty much sold on it, so I'll probably end up picking that up uh, in October. So, um, 
yeah, there's nothing else there that really interests me. Obviously, Final Fantasy 16 is going to be cool, but it probably isn't going to be there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of those shows where, for me at least, I look forward to just seeing the raw gameplay events. And even though there's commentary, you know, the languages I can't understand, obviously, because it's Japanese, right? It's still nice to see the gameplay. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't think there's going to be that big of you know announcements made here. Tokyo Game Show, at least for Square Enix, I've seen, tends to just be on the show more gameplay, right? And maybe have a few small announcements. But um, yeah, nonetheless, still very exciting. And keep your eyes for that if you're into Square Enix. Anyways, the PS Plus games for September were announced earlier this week, and I'd say it's a decent month, probably like a very, you know, solid month, nothing too big, nothing too small. So the PS5 game for this month is going to be Overcooked All You Can Eat. This is going to be essentially the combo pack of Overcooked 1 and 2 and all the DLC, I believe. So yeah, pretty much the only package you really need for Overcooked, which is really nice. It's a game I haven't never played, but it's always something I've heard. It's a really good party game, so nice to have that as a free pickup. Hitman 2 is one of the PS4 games, as well as Predator Hunting Grounds. So yeah, when Predator Hunting Grounds, I definitely think it's been due time for that to be on PS Plus, to be honest. I feel like it should have been like one of the first few months that game came out in, right? Just because I feel like that player base can't be that big, given the kind of game it is. Um, but still nice to you know have that there, so if you want to try that out, you can. And then Hitman 2 is also a really nice get, because I know a lot of people that are into Hitman, and also a lot of people that just have been interested but haven't picked them up yet. So, very nice. What are your thoughts on the PS Plus offerings and what you're going to be picking up, Charlie? Yeah, I think they're decent. Uh, Overcooked, I'm really excited to be free just because uh, I have some mates that play it on PC um, and it is cross-play, so I'll definitely be picking that one up. I've, I've played bits of two. I played most of one, but that never had online multiplayer back in the day, so this is the only way to play like those that first game with multiplayer, which is nice. Um, Hitman 2, I obviously own on PC along with all the other bits, so that is of no interest to me, but it's a great game, so obviously you go pick that one up. Um, same with Predator, I own that on PC. Um, I never played too much of it just because the performance was really bad. Uh, it, it never performed well on PC or PS4 from what I remember. Um, but I think it's still got a decent player base. They, they still make DLC and stuff for it, so there must be players there, right? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it another go. I think it's got crossplay, so I'll probably give it another download on PC since the player base will go up again. Um, but yeah, I, it's a decent month. Yeah, I definitely think it's like a solid month. Nothing that I can write home about, but also um, some solid offerings in there. So nice to see. Anyway, speaking of PlayStation services, PlayStation now, on the other hand, also got some cool announcements today. Nothing too big, but also just a good incentive if you are on the fence about PS Now. So essentially, they're going to be rolling out a lot of the classic Final Fantasy games over the next few months. I believe it starts next month, or I guess technically this month, because now we're in September. Um, so September 7th, they're going to be adding Final Fantasy 7, and then followed on October 5th with Final Fantasy 8. Then Final Fantasy 9 drops November 2nd, Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2 on December 7th, and then it concludes on January 4th with final fantasy 11 so definitely really nice i know usually these playstation announcements tend to be like limited of like limited time right but with these ones in particular i think they're going to be staying for a decent amount of time i don't think they gave us a certain amount of time where they're going to be taken off so it looks like it's one of those cases where it looks like they're just going to be added permanently obviously things change with subscription services all the time so you know that can very well change but it's definitely a nice addition especially if you're someone that has been wanting to replay some of the or play for the first time some of these classic final fantasy games if you're like your new a new final fantasy fan so yeah definitely a really cool incentive um honestly 
I had PlayStation Now for like a year. I don't really use it that much. I used it pretty much just to go through some of the old Ratchet and Clank games. So I don't think I would subscri subscribe for this just for those games. Final Fantasy are also kind of games that take me a while to play. Um, usually, you know, I have them on as like my RPG on the side while I play other games. So I'd probably just pick them up on like Steam or something. But very nice to see in general. And yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like you're probably not going to care about this. But yeah, what did you think? Yeah, it's it's not one there for me. I don't use PS Now or anything. I think the only one, if they were to add it, that would interest me would be um, what is it, Lo the one with lightning? Because I I have a mate that hates Final Fantasy, but he loves that game. So there's something about it that, that's clearly amazing. Um, mm -hmm. So I do want to play that at some point. But as far as I know, um, lightning or lightning returns, those two games or whatever, they're not on like PC or anything. So there's no way of playing those. But They've remastered all the other ones at this point for, like, PS4 and things, so I imagine at some point they'll port it over from, like, PS3, but who knows. Yeah. Definitely a cool announcement nonetheless. A good surprise, and yeah. Anyways, of course, we got to talk about Cyberpunk. Uh, it's like a 50-50 chance every week. Sadly, the news this week isn't that good. It also could be good depending on how you look at it, I guess, but I think the general consensus is that people are kind of annoyed, right? So essentially, CD Projekt Redding um, was asked if the next-gen versions are still planned for this year, and they straight up just said they don't know. It's up in the air. If you ask me, that means it's probably not going to make it this year. I feel like if you're in September and this thing was almost about to come out, you'd announce that by now. Um, but yeah. Sadly, it looks like we're going to have to be waiting until 2022 if you want to properly play this game. It's irritating. I'm more on the fence of, I'm more on the side that this is kind of bullshit. We kind of talked about this last week or the week before, I forget, but we talked about how we thought um, Cyberpunk has been pretty much rolled out over like the last year in terms of patches and updates. And ultimately, our general consensus is that, you know, they're taking forever on a lot of these patches that could come out sooner just strictly because they're trying to please shareholders, right? Yeah, this one seems like maybe they're going to wait for like March or whatever that, you know, time frame is for that next shareholder meeting or something like that. Um, it's just kind of bullshit. It's also good that, you know, obviously it means it's not going to be rushed out the door, but like they've had a year, like surely next gen version could have been made in that time, especially given the resources that they have. Like, sure, you got to fix the existing versions, but a next gen version should be high up on the list, considering that you know, it's quite plausible to make that, you know, easily playable, right? Considering the power of PS5 and Xbox Series X. And yeah, it's just, it makes me question where their research, like where their emphasis is at right now. Like if you would have asked me, I feel like they should have prioritized the next-gen versions like right after launch, like sure patch the existing versions on PC, especially with like, those game-breaking bugs. But especially now with the PC version, at least in a stable state, like performance-wise, it's like nothing crazy, but at least it's like stable, right? You should be focusing on the next-gen version. So yeah, it's baffling to me, man. Like I almost just want to stop talking about this game. I was one of the people that really enjoyed the game at launch, but obviously just everything that's happened ever since, it's kind of frustrating to see that they're not like helping themselves at all. So, what are your thoughts on this, Charlie? Yeah, I think, honestly, at this point, it probably isn't coming this year. I think them saying that it might not just means it isn't. Um, clearly, the, the Witcher one is basically ready to go, like, because they, they've said that is coming this year. I'd imagine it's going to come out, like, the day of release of uh, the new season of Witcher, since it's going to have content related to that. So, the same day, I think it's December or whatever that show comes out, so probably the same day or around that time. Um but yeah, I think I think it's best that they just delay it until it's ready, right? Like, I don't think they should rush stuff that's shot them in the back many a time, uh, but a lot last year. So I think they need to just release it when it's ready. If that means delaying it to next year, they should do it. Um, just whatever's best for the game at this point. But it does suck that they ha keep having to delay this stuff. 
it sucks because there's a good game in there. It's just surrounded with a bunch of mistakes, and it's just so sad to see. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just baffling, man. Like, they need to get their shit together. It's crazy. Like, it's like it's like a game. Like, I played the game fully, and I like really liked it. And it just sucks to see that opinion on this game is bad because obviously, like a lot of people can't play it strictly because of you know the fact that it's not really stable right now on PS4, obviously, but even you know on PS5 to a certain extent. Um, so yeah, just. Man, I don't even know. And just you just gotta pray that they somehow figure their shit out. But I almost just want to stop talking about them at a certain point until they actually give us something worth talking about. But yeah, nonetheless, there's an update for y'all on that. Anyways, another news: Brennan Green has left PUBG. Obviously, Brennan Green was the man behind PUBG, and um, essentially, I believe like two years ago, he announced he was doing like another game under the same name, PUBG Corp. But yeah, this week he sadly announced that he's leaving to open up a new studio. So I guess not really sad, but you know probably a new beginning for him right so he hasn't really announced anything right charlie no word on like the studio's name at all it's kind of just an announcement that he's doing something new but yeah i look forward to that is there anything else any other details that he not announced really. with that? he's teased that he's going to be working on like pushing out of battle royale still so i imagine he's still going to be doing something open world related uh, that was kind of the experiments they were working on with that prologue title that was shown off at game awards a few years back um interestingly that was a studio called player unknown productions they were still part of PUBG corp but that's what it was called because obviously that's his online like alias they haven't tweeted anything on that account so i have no idea if that company is like they've just completely split off or if brandon's taking that team and he's sort of bought out that studio from crafton and PUBG corp they haven't really said yet the fact that he doesn't have a title for any of this stuff says to me that he's probably just making a new studio with a completely new team a uh, new name maybe bring some of the people over um but yeah it, i'm kind of glad he's left to be honest pubg corp is just not what it was when he was working on that game it is mainly owned by craft on there majority a chinese company now i think the only big team that is now working over in the west for pubg corp is going to be the guys um that are working on callista protocol uh, i is it i think striking distance studios that are doing I that think so. uh, i think so that's the name but yeah like i'm pretty sure they're like the only western team now that is working for pubg corp so like i said it is mainly an, an eastern company now so i understand why he probably wants to leave it makes sense um but i'm excited to see whatever he does next um because you know he made pubg what it is um he seems to have a lot of interesting ideas for whatever he works on next so um i'm excited to see what it is whenever we get to see it yeah definitely happy for him it sounds like he's just trying to get rid of the big you know get you know disassociate with the big name and kind of do his own thing like he did when he started PUBG, right so definitely nice to see that and hopefully whatever he does next has a big of an impact as PUBG did or at least you know some you know cool new project comes out of that so looking forward to seeing what he does Anyways, a cool game that we got an update on this week was Midnight Suns. Obviously, after the opening night live um, segment that they had, they teased out on September 1st, we get a gameplay slice. And that was ultimately what I was waiting for, right? Because obviously, Midnight Suns is one of those games where you really need to see it in action in order to know if you're going to like it or not. And I'd say I'm mixed on the gameplay reveal. I think the gameplay looks good, but we'll talk about kind of like the certain things they have around it that have me questionable on it. So 
it's like a six minute overview trailer. Definitely recommend go watching it and, you know, forming your own thoughts on it, of course. Um, I guess I'll speak for me. So I think I like the idea that you're creating your own character, right? It fits for the kind of game that it is that you're going to be doing, um, you know, kind of mixing in your own powers and making your own decisions, right? Um, the gameplay looked really good. It looked oddly AAA considering I thought this would be kind of like lower budget, but it looks really good in my opinion. Um, so that's really good for it. Um, the one thing that I am questioning right now seems kind of like a cliche answer, but it is the class or the card system. And the reason I say that is just for the fact that it's trying to be a strategic game, but at the same time, card games can be really strategic. Obviously, a lot of them are, but with these games kind of in particular, I don't like how you're going to be kind of left up into what you're eventually like rolling, right? Like, I don't like the idea of making strategic decisions based on the cards that you're given. Obviously, that's what a lot of strategy games are for. But for like an XCOM game like that, usually I like having a set of abilities that I have set on my character with like cooldowns and all that. Um, obviously that's one of those things where maybe it's like a great combination that they prototyped and it worked really well. Right. And we'll see that when we play the game, but you know, just based on looking at it, I can't help but feel a little bit of doubt in that. But yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Charlie? Uh, yeah, overall, I'm like still really interested in it. I like, I think like most people, it was a bit of a shock when it wasn't just like XCOM. Um, I think I would, I probably would have preferred it if it was just XCOM with Marvel characters. But then I think they were probably also worried when developing it that people would just see it as an XCOM reskin with Marvel content. Um, so I kind of get why they've gone a different direction. I think, like you, the card system's a little bit worrying. Um, watching the gameplay, I don't think I was as worried about it because you, you are still making like strategic moves about where to actually move on the battlefield. It's not just a simple turn-based game. When they're actually fighting, you are choosing paths of where to go when you're fighting people i they didn't really show it in depth enough to know how movement and stuff works in it um but i still think it looks really interesting um i really like the idea of the more rpg and like social elements that they showed off um so obviously you are making your own character but to sort of get new abilities with the other characters that are from marvel so iron man wolverine ghost rider those kind of characters um you have to create like bonds with them so go out and talk to them or do activities with them uh, train with them that kind of thing and you can learn new abilities to make your fighting better with that particular character which i think is really interesting um because you don't really see any of that side of stuff in marvel games um so i think that's going to be really cool having that more uh role play-esque part of the game that should be really interesting um i don't know how i feel about the the character creator thing Mainly just because it's like it's a very basic template, right? You're not really building yeah. your own hero as such, like a full-on like MMO, like RPG type thing. You're basically just putting yourself in the role of either a male, female character who is a descendant of the bad guy. Um, so you're already kind of an existing character in the world. Like they, the characters know who you are, and you're just kind of stepping into a character's shoes. And looking at the gameplay, I'm like, I don't know how varied their abilities are going to be to make me want to play as them over a character that I already know and like, like Iron Man or Wolverine or Cap. You know, I'd much rather play as those characters at first glance anyway, over the one that you're, you know, customizing the most. But who knows, yeah. maybe they'll be really cool to play as and I want them on my team every time. Um, but sort of that initial gameplay made me kind of like wonder why they've got that that custom character but um yeah I, overall i'm still really positive on the game i think they've got another gameplay thing coming out next week where you see 
uh, the character with Wolverine fighting Sabretooth, so we'll get a look at like a boss fight type thing. Um, really but cool. yeah, I'm really interested in seeing more. I love the XCOM games, and I really enjoy Civilization, so I'm a big fan of Firaxis's games. They haven't really made anything that's disappointed me as of yet, so you know I, I've still got high hopes for the game. Um, if they're confident in it being card based, then I'm gonna you know hold hope that that it is really good. Uh, but it is one of those, like you said, Brandon. We we kind of need to get our hands on it to see because yeah. it, it is tough to tell just by watching it how strategic it can be if it's card based. But I guess we'll just wait and see when we get to play it at some point. I think what would really help is if they just dropped like a solid 10 minute raw like uncut gameplay slice or like a gameplay yeah. mission. I really think Nintendo does it best with how they show gameplay off. They always have those treehouse events, right, where they have someone talking over it and then it has just like raw gameplay. You're seeing it. It's almost like a Twitch stream, like you're just watching them play it live. And that gives you the best representation for how a game is. Obviously, not every game can do that because not every like part of the game is polished. So they kind of have to cut and show the interesting parts, right? Um, but I definitely would like to see that more in the industry, just like raw gameplay of how it would play. Cause like, I think they did that with Mario Rabbids and that for me, at least when I was questioning that game, once you see it in action, you can kind of see how the gameplay loops feel and how strategic it can be. Right. So I definitely think that would help for this game. Who knows if that's what next week will be, but I feel like it'll be another one of those where it slices it up and shows off different aspects of the battle. Right. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those games you got to wait and see until you get it in your hands. Like you said though, like the developer behind it have made like critical acclaimed game so like they should know more than us really so i have hope in it um but yeah just hopefully they'll give us more reasons um in the future to you know have hope so yeah anyways a cool game that we got a, a little update on a little surprise update on is dead space so yeah didn't expect to hear this that soon after that you know ea play event but they did have a cool developer stream kind of showing off the game in early production and kind of the mood and setting that they're going for and it's something that I kind of want to see more in the industry. I don't know. I don't like how secretive the industry is in terms of showing games at the very last minute. At the same time, I like, you know, there's like two coins to this. Like you don't want to see games announced really early on because then it can be frustrating for years to have known that this game's in development. But at the same time, you kind of want that transparency and at least with the Dead Space reboot, it seems like that's what they're doing. Um, so yeah, they had a live stream. I watched a bit of it, probably like the first 20 minutes of it. Um, they kind of gave you like an in-engine shot of what the game looks like currently, um, like a hallway compared to like the original hallway, um, which looks really cool it looks like they're going for a very one-to-one -one remake so essentially kind of what blue point kind of does um where you know it's completely remade but like using kind of the foundation that that original game had so i imagine they're going back into that code base or at least the original layout and kind of working with that um they had some really cool insight on like the dismemberment system so when i was watching the stream at least they showed like a really cool um look at the monsters and kind of like showing the skeleton system and how that kind of blends with the mesh overall um, so really cool stuff over there. Um, yeah, ultimately, I thought it was pretty good. Obviously, they kind of announced this as like a developer stream. I'm pretty sure amount, uh, like they're doing this just to make sure that they're going in the right direction, obviously, um, just because obviously Dead Space is like a game that is very critically acclaimed. They don't want to screw it up. seems like they're getting a lot of, you know, Dead Space fans that are, you know, still playing the game to this day on board, at least as, you know, um, inside into the project and the direction that they're going in. So really cool. Nothing terribly big. Like it's definitely not something you need to watch if you know, you're only looking for the commercial side of this project, but if you're a fan of the original or just want some insight on how game development works, I definitely recommend watching it. Charlie, what'd you think of it? 
Yeah, I thought it was an interesting stream. I, I kind of have, like, mixed feelings on it, just because I think the actual, like, stream was really good, and I think it gave a great insight into where they're going, and was really nice to see the devs so open about everything, and trying to be very sincere about the changes they are making. I think the the biggest one they, they had a big focus on was the fact that they are going to have Isaac is going to have a voice uh, like he does in two and three is going to be the same voice actor um, but they detailed kind of their rules for how the voice is going to work um, so he's not going to be talking all the time because you know that would be annoying but if someone's talking to him he is going to respond to people and if something really weird goes down he's probably going to have a response to it um, but the fact that they they are talking about that stuff I think is great because it that kind of stuff is really important to the the fans of the series um, on the negative side, I really didn't like how the amount of like media posts I saw twisting what was shown. Because throughout the entire stream, they obviously kept mentioning, hey, this is super early. Some of this is from before we revealed the game. Like, this is pre-production stuff. So, like, the, the hallway shot, um, the footage of, like, Isaac in the suit walking down that hallway and stuff, that was all stuff they designed months back uh, to show off to EA to, like, convince them to do the project, right? Um, and there was a ton of, like, articles and posts I saw on, like, Twitter and Facebook and things basically being like, hey, this is what the new Dead Space remake is going to look like. And you're like, no, it's really not. <laughs> like it, it looks good but like this is pre-production you can't really judge it because i saw there was quite a few people that also said it looks shit and you're like <laughs> but you can't it's it's showing to people as if it's the final thing and a lot of people might see it who aren't as much informed um and suddenly have bad a bad taste in their mouth because you know they're not seeing the final product um so i think it sucks that you know they made a big deal out of it being very early and then you've got articles and stuff trying to make it out as if it's like final footage um which i think is horrible so i kind of feel bad for the devs in that way um but yeah overall what they showed themselves looks really promising i thought the dismemberment stuff was really cool um obviously they've taken a lot of ideas out of doom eternal's book we're having you know damage indicators with how flesh is is coming off the the body and stuff i think is really cool um, the idea of expanding the actual dismemberment to the point where you can shoot limbs off, but they'll still kind of be dangling there if there's like flesh connecting up the, the limbs and stuff. I think all that stuff's really promising and, and sounds cool. Obviously, they didn't show that too much because it was early on. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to see more. I, I kind of hope they do more of these streams throughout development just to kind of give updates and, and get feedback. Um, but overall, for such early footage, it, it sounds really promising. And it's clear that they, they have a big passion for the game. So I'm excited to see more, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much same. Um, I sadly didn't get to see the last half, so I didn't hear about the voice acting and all that stuff. But I did see like a lot of people posting like screenshots. Like It was almost like this game's coming out this year, and they showed off like kind of what Demon's Souls was doing, right? It's like, no, this is very different. This is very early in development. Um, they're being transparent and like it sucks to see that because like you want to see more transparency but then you also see the side effects of that where it's like this is exactly why a lot of developers aren't transparent about it obviously yeah. because then shit like this happens where the game isn't nearly done yet but it's already being compared like it's showing like a final version of it so yeah i definitely think like you they should um kind of keep us updated right like obviously there was like a con to that where like you're gonna know a lot about the game before it comes out but i think if you like strategically decide what and what not to show like in terms of how the voice acting works and all that stuff like certain topics around the general direction of it 
I definitely think um, that would help a lot. And it only helps the community because I imagine like the subreddit or something like that is talking about what they discussed, you know, just yesterday or the day before. And they're able to like have good conversations about, you know, whether or not they are happy about that or what should be changed. And the developers can look into that. And that gives you a really good sense of, you know, how good of a direction they're going in and what they need to change and what they, you know, got right. So definitely really cool to see. Anyways, a little quick news story before we get into our PlayStation Showcase predictions has to do with The Last of Us HBO show. Um, just a really quick update, the HBO pilot has finished filming. So normally, you know, you know, a pilot for anyone wondering, I'm pretty sure everyone watching this knows what a pilot is, but essentially it's the premiere. So it's the first episode. Um, yeah, finished wrapping filming. We got a cool update on that this week. And yeah, it's definitely crazy that it took that long to finish a pilot. It shows the quality of this, you know, show is going to be because, you know, I feel like they've been filming for like two months now or maybe even more and just now they finished the first episode um yeah obviously it's gonna be a 10 episode run so now we're like what 10 percent into it obviously a lot of it's getting into the you know kick of things so i imagine the upcoming episodes after this will probably film a little bit quicker but um yeah any quick updates before we move on charlie about what you think about the last us finishing not the pilot? really i mean obviously it's it's cool that it's finished production on that first uh episode but yeah i'm I'm excited to see footage when we can, but obviously it's going to be a while if they've only just finished the pilot. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the show still. So, yeah. Yeah, same here. And yeah, look forward to more updates in the coming months as we make our way to 2022. Anyways, we'll get into the big segment that I imagine a lot of you are here for, our showcase predictions on what we think will happen next week. So we each have five predictions, a bit more than usual, just because obviously we have a lot more to work with, considering the fact that they're most likely, like pretty much anything's possible. I mean, to a certain extent, right, obviously. Um, so yeah, I guess, Charlie, if you want to kick us off with your first prediction, what did you put yeah, for number so, one? So my first one is probably like the the one that I feel like you could have as well. Uh, it's a pretty simple one. Uh, I think we get a title reveal for God of War. Um, and I think we're going to get a gameplay demo as well. Obviously no date or anything. Um, I also don't think it's going to be called Ragnarok. I haven't written, like I haven't predicted a title, but I don't think it's going to be called God of War Ragnarok. Partially just to spite people for calling it that. <laughs> I really hope they just call it something else. Um, just because I think it'd be funny. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be called Ragnarok, but I do think we get some kind of title reveal and gameplay. Um, I think it makes sense. You know, it was originally meant to be out this year, so you would hope that, you know, development's going pretty smoothly on it um, and we can see some footage. Um, but I could also see it just not being here, you know, and they just really? save it for its own event. Yeah, I could I could see it not turning up um, just because they might want to focus on brand new announcements. But I... I could definitely see it being here more than not. So, I guess I could see that because Horizon wasn't shown at that September showcase, and that was like a follow-up to update to the last one. But I feel like with it being a year, if they don't show it, they know they're going to get a big uproar. Um, mm. And especially given the game that it is, like I, I feel like I didn't put it as a personal prediction, so I'll give it a bit um, predictions here just because obviously I knew you were going to put it, and I didn't want to say it as well. Um, I think it probably will come out in the fall of next year. Um, I definitely think we get gameplay here. Um, I think that's likely. I'm not sure how much they want to show yet, obviously. Um, it's a big mystery. It's got to work. Is it going either way? Um, yeah, I definitely think we'll see it here, though, because I just personally feel like 
it'll upset a lot of fans. Like everyone's been talking about God of War Ragnarok since it announced it, right? Everyone has God of War 2018 as like the top one, two of the games of PS4 generation. If they don't show it here, I feel like a lot of people are going to come out of this event disappointed. So I feel like they kind of have to, but I could see what you're talking about because I was expecting Horizon at the September showcase and they didn't end up showing that. And we had to wait until just like what May before we got another update on that. So who knows? Who knows? Um, anyways, for my personal first prediction, I put Helldivers 2 as announced. Helldivers 1 was a game that was underrated on PS4, and I've been looking into the sequel in terms of, oh, like the quote-unquote sequel, right? And I've seen that, you know, I think on the job listings, they said they're partnering with the big publisher again. I think they're partner partnering with PlayStation, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it's just been very quiet. They've kind of been teasing things in the past. Um, just the fact that they worded small to big developers just makes this even more likely. We already got like a jet release date last week. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of room for other small games to be in here. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get a new announcement from Helldivers 2. Um, so Aeropoint, please. Please show Hell Helldivers 2. It would be a great co-op game to play. Um, if you haven't heard of Helldivers, definitely look it up. It was a PS Plus game back on the PS4, and it's awesome. So, yeah, that was my personal first prediction. Uh, I guess I'll go to my second one. So this is my only third-party one. Um, yeah, so I, I could see this going either way, but basically I think this is where we hear about the GTA trilogy. Um, I think it gets announced here alongside a release date for the GTA 5 uh ps5 port um i think it's all gonna happen here i think it kind of makes sense just because obviously gta has shown up but did it show up at both the events or was it just the no they've the only shown up event? at that june event and then they've so been they quiet ever the since june event. obviously playstation has a big history with gta um and gta 5 i think it would make sense if it's here we we heard about the rumored gta trilogy a while back and then or a few weeks ago and we just haven't heard anything so i could definitely see it being here but i think gta 5 having its release date makes sense because that was meant to be this year at some point i don't know if it still is um but yeah i i could see this happening just because of that that connection there um but i wanted to have something third party so that's kind of why i took this in here that's a good one. It's one that I didn't really consider because, like, for the longest time, I always assumed Rockstar would do their own thing because they have, right? But they surprised us with that GTA 5 announcement. I definitely think, like, if we ever see them at events, it's going to be like what we saw at the PS5 event. It's going to be for re releases. So I think that makes what you just said even more likely for possibly being at this event. Um, yeah, I totally could see it, especially given the fact that it's apparently coming out pretty soon. If it is like an Unreal Engine, like, remaster that looks really good, you probably want to announce that, like, a decent amount of time before it comes out and get people excited so yeah i definitely think that's like a 50 50 chance it's a good good one right there um yeah, yeah i'll move on to my second one um this is actually my only third party one as well i put for spoken gets like a gameplay demo i was just looking at the third party ones that they could choose between like square enix and some of their other japanese developers and i definitely think that for spoken is probably the most likely given the fact that it's coming out in 2022 here and it's also the one that i feel like is most likely one of the more project like one of the few projects that's more you know farther along we even saw like brief snippets of gameplay in the past and like some of their other trailers which is more than some of the other big third party games have gotten in the past and yeah, it's just also one I'm looking forward to as well. Um, it's always, always caught my interest ever since it was announced as Project Audio. So uh, yeah, hopefully it shows up. Uh, I definitely think it's like a good chance it shows up here. Yeah. What's your uh, third one? So my third one is what I think the show is going to end with. Um, and I think it's going to end with The Last of Us remake being announced. Uh, kind of in a similar way to how we got God of War being announced at the last one. Um, you know, there was no like big title announcement or anything it was just 
a quick tease. I think that's how they're going to end this. I don't think we're going to get factions. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I do think they are going to tease this Last of Us remake in some form. And I think it's most likely to happen at the end. Because for them, it'll be a big deal. Obviously, it leaked loads. But um, they're probably going to treat it as if nobody knows it's happening. Um, and have it as their big reveal at the end. Yeah. I also have the Last of Us remake. I definitely think this is the place it shows up. Just because the way we've known about this project, according to Jason Schreier, is the fact that like everyone at Naughty Dog like just doesn't have anything to work on currently because well not everyone, but like ever since, you know, it shipped back in June of last year and this is a good way for them to get used to the PS five. It's like a solid year of work and it's a remake, right? So it's something that you don't really have, you know really that much of a reason for it to be a long development cycle it's pretty straightforward like obviously it's going to be really impressive knowing naughty dog they're going to want to go all out with this remake and you know show off the power of the ps5 and i imagine the graphical upgrade will be pretty big like i imagine the graphics will look even better than the last of part two somehow um but yeah i don't know when this shows up i definitely think it will be here at this event it makes sense i definitely think it's next year um yeah, I could see it opening, but I also could see God of War opening, and then I could also see it closing, but I have another prediction for what closes the show. So I'll say just in the middle somewhere. Um, I don't know if it's big enough to open or close. I could definitely see it maybe opening, but yeah, that's also one of my predictions. So yeah, that was my third prediction as well. What's your fourth? Uh, so my fourth one is that it's kind of based on the rumors we were hearing a while back about a state of play that never happened. Um, but I think Sunset Overdrive is, is going to get announced for PS5, and I think that's going to be a title that's going to come out this year, the end of the year. Um, I don't know if they'll give it a date specifically, but they'll say, you know, holiday at least. Um, it'll have a gameplay trailer. I also think it's going to have new content of some kind, uh, whether that's new missions or some multiplayer stuff. I don't know, but I, I feel like it's going to have something new bundled in. Um, I just really want to see it happen on PlayStation. I think it makes sense, right? They renewed like the trademarks and stuff uh, a few months back. There were rumors that it was going to happen. Um, I just think it makes sense. It's easy money for Sony if they do that as well, right? It's not a ton of money. They have to pump into it. And, you know, it's a game that was made years ago. They just have to pull it over and stuff. But I think it could be a, a slam dunk, to be honest. Uh, I really enjoyed Sunset Overdrive and would like to replay it. So uh, I do hope this is a thing. But I definitely see it happening at some point. Whether it happens here, I don't know. It's also like a cheeky like slap at Microsoft in a way that one of their you know best <laughs> xbox one games is now on playstation 5 or something like that yeah. um it's if it does come it will come to ps4 probably as well um but yeah i definitely think that should happen if it does happen insomniac's insane for getting like three games out within the span of a year granted this one's going to be like a remaster right but still like that's crazy um yeah and as my fourth one's kind of small i was just going over like all the worldwide studios that we have and what could potentially be due for an announcement and i was looking at medium all kill and i'm like what are they doing over there so i think we'll get some sort of announcement with dreams on ps5 i find it so weird that they haven't done anything yet with dreams on ps5 you know obviously given the game that it is it has that community on ps4 but i feel like they got to have something they got to have some sort of push for this game on ps5 in some way i don't know what exactly it will be but like I'm almost just speaking if like I was, you know, in charge of Sony, like I would put something there for dreams, like give it some sort of appeal, maybe like the budgeting for your games can go up. So like that thermometer meter goes up and, you know, people can make even more crazy stuff. Uh, maybe they allow, you know, 
you know, fans or people, you know, obviously in the dreams community can access the haptic feedback and all that stuff. That would be really cool. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff they could do with that game on PS5. I feel, um, I don't know if this necessarily shows up here. It could also be just one of those things that is slapped in like a state of play as like a small announcement. But, um, yeah, I definitely think it's plausible just given the fact, the fact that we're like literally almost a year with the PS5 being out and we still haven't had some sort of PS5 version for dreams. So yeah, I definitely think if it does happen, it should be free. Maybe also add it to PS plus like what destruction also has had. That would be like a good little boost for that game. But yeah. What's your last yeah, prediction? I, I was going to say, mm-hmm. I think that could happen as well. I was tempted to put that on my list. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense that it's going to get a PS5 version at some point. It's just when it's going to happen. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it does show up here. Um, but yeah, so for my last one, it's kind of like, <laughs> I feel like it, it could or couldn't happen. Uh, but basically, I think we might get some kind of reveal for Spider-Man 2. Um I think if it does, it's going to be just a short CG trailer kind of teasing the, the plot and that kind of thing. Um, I think it would make sense to be here just because the hype for Spider-Man stuff right now is is massive, what with the new film coming out. And I, I think if they're going to announce it, this is a good time to do it. Um, but sort of my... I, so I don't think there's going to be gameplay or anything, but my, my bigger prediction for this is that it won't be called Spider-Man 2. I think it's going to be called Spider-Men. I don't know if it will. <laughs> I'm just like, I think if it's Whoa. co-op and it's Peter and Miles, I'm like, that could be an interesting title. Um, just because I don't think they're going to go with a number. I think it'll have a subtitle of some kind. But um, yeah, I could see it just be called Spider-Man. But that's like my bold prediction if it is Bro, That would get memes so much online if that happens. <laughs> but oh yeah, my that's, that's my final prediction. That's also my final prediction. And yeah, my thought process has always been they ended off that first showcase with, you know, Horizon Forbidden West, one of their biggest PS5 games, right? And then they concluded the September one with God of War. And then you think about, like, you know, those big IPs that they have, the next one would be Spider Man. And knowing Insomniac and how fast they work, surely they could do the same thing with, like, what God of War did last year, where they could show off a brief snippet of, you know, the next project that they're working on. Brian Inrahar has been quiet ever since, you know, he worked on that original game and the DLC as well. Um, so you know damn well that he's, you know, working on that game with Marvel. And yeah, you, it's got to be the game that's next to be shown. No one else is ready. Ben's certainly not ready. No other developer is really ready to show off their next project. Naughty Dog has like a remake, but that's nothing big in terms of like the next exclusive you need to buy a PS5 for. They need to have that for this event. They always have one of those games, and it has to be Spider-Man 2 in my opinion. It's the only game that kind of fits that time frame. And especially with all the hype of, you know, No Way Home and all that stuff, I definitely think it's a really good time. So yeah, that was also my prediction. And I think it ends off the show just strictly for the fact that it's the new big exclusive, right? It's the new reason to get a ps5 alongside horizon and god of war which both ended the shows that we've had previously so yeah yeah definitely has a lot of potential uh as i do with all these events i always keep my expectations somewhat low just because obviously you know in my opinion you always you know are excited for what could potentially be there like the best but you're also prepared for you know what's eventually going to be shown it's 40 minutes so not everything can be here but i definitely think we'll get a good look at some cool upcoming ps5 games if those past two showcases are anything to go by so yeah definitely really really excited about this we're only a week away before we have a whole slew of games we can be looking forward to on the ps5 and that's just very exciting right so 
yeah, next week we'll be talking about this. It's kind of crazy to think about that. But yeah, next week we'll give our thoughts on this showcase. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully we have a lot of stuff to show. I guess just quickly to add on at the very end, I don't think Factions 2 will be here. And that's just strictly for the fact that the job listings have been, you know, it's it's just clear that we're not nearly done with that game. Like it looks like they're still like in the middle of development, probably like in their prime right now. Um, if you ask me, it's probably going to come out in 2022. I think we'll get the last of us remake here, but we'll still have to wait a bit more. Um, maybe they'll be in the trailer. Maybe they'll tease the multiplayer project and there'll be like more information coming later just because they know everyone talks about that, right? I feel like you would want to address that, but I definitely don't think we get anything substantial here about that project and we'll have to wait for a you know further date for that. So, yeah. Anything else you want to conclude that wasn't on your predictions that you just want to give your opinion on before we end off this podcast? No, I, th- I think that's about it. Um, there wasn't really anything else that I was thinking of adding. It was mainly that Dreams thing was the only other thing I thought of, to be honest. Um, yeah. But like with any of these, it's like it's so hit or miss because there could be so much other stuff, but there could be so much less. So I, I really Harry Potter know. could be here as um, well. That's another one that was at the other showcase. Yeah, that was yeah. one I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, the, the one I really want to happen is Spider-Man. That's just because out of all of them that would be the most hype for me to see happen um but yeah i'm i'm excited for it but again like you said uh keeping expectations in check so it's weird the one i'm looking for the most is the last was remake and that's just because i know if they show it <laughs> off they're going to show off the graphics and all that stuff and i just really want to see what naughty dog can do on the ps5 and all that and just see what this project looks like um, with Spider-Man 2, I'm really looking forward to it, but I know it's going to be something very small, kind of similar to what we got with the Miles tease, or even less than that, right? Um, but yeah, it's going to be a cool show. I'm looking forward to talking about it with you all next week and watching with you. So, Anyways, people, that has been episode 40 of Critically Incorrect. It's nice that Sony came by today and decided to give us some really, really much-needed gaming news and hope <laughs> for the future. So yeah, definitely really looking forward to talking about it next week. Um, and yeah. Until next time, uh, thanks for watching and sticking through the whole end of the podcast. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Take care. See you later.